Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard Podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo, and hello, everybody. Mike here. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Age Cardboard Podcast. Uh, yeah, it looks a little bit different in here. If you're watching on YouTube, I have done a little bit of room rearrangement. I've gotten some additional and finished building some additional storage for some comic books that you're seeing behind me here. And uh, so if you if you don't follow my channel on YouTube, it's Baseball Collector. It's really just the channel where I just kind of talk about my collection and what I love and show off different things. I'm going to be doing another room tour. If you like those, those are some of my favorite videos is to watch people show how they store their stuff. I'm always getting new ideas. I'm always learning. Wow, that's creative. That's innovative, whatever. And, and so I love those types of videos. I'm going to be doing one of those hopefully in the next couple of days. But as we sit right now, if you're watching this on release day, you know what's coming in a week. I mean, we've got the National Sports Collectors Convention happening in one week in Chicago. It is going to be awesome. Uh, I do want to mention here that if you are going to Chicago and you're going to be at the show, would love to get a chance to meet you. If you see me on the floor, please stop and say hi. Uh, and I uh, would love to meet you. Thank you for supporting the show, all that good stuff. If you are there Thursday night and you want to come to the Embassy Suites, right across the street from the convention center. There's going to be kind of a content creator meet and greet. There's going to be all kinds of people there, podcasters, YouTube people, you name it. Uh, Dr. Beckett will be there. So you can come and meet him, the legend himself. So yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty fantastic. Would love you to show up. If you're listening to this, you're invited. Am I invited? Yes. The answer is yes. I uh, would love to have you. So tonight, this episode is going to be one of my favorites because ironically at the show, one of the things I look for are the items we're going to be talking about tonight. And you guys all know that I love vintage cards and that I love autographs. And when you combine those two, it's like a match made in heaven for me. There is nothing to me as cool as a signed playing days card from a hall of famer, all time. Great. You name it. I just absolutely love them. And there's another person out there who loves them maybe as much, if not a little bit more than I do. And that's George from Diamond Yard Sports Cards. Hey, George. How are you, Mike? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome back to the show. This is your record-setting 12th appearance. I don't know. <laughs> a lot. Thanks yeah. for having me part. I appreciate Going for it. a record, but uh, we have some great topics. This is a great topic. And uh, when you we, we talked on the phone and about what we like to discuss, and I said, man, what about what about this? And you said, man, that sounds like a great idea. And, and glad that you're receptive to it. So it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. 
it was a great idea. It's one of my favorite things. Honestly, I would say that that autographed cards is probably what really kept me in the hobby for so long and really drove me to just love this hobby because the idea of getting a card touched by a player in, you know, an on card, not a sticker, but an on card playing days. Like this is from when they played the cards from when they played Everybody, I guess it's important to define playing days auto. And when we're talking about it, we're talking about a card from their playing day signed by the player at any time, obviously post career during their career, whenever, um, but it's, it's a playing days card. So when we say playing days auto, that's what we're talking about. Right, George. Yeah. And it's hard to tell. I mean, you can tell with some of the cards if they were signed at that time or not, because the signatures will change um, or wherever you got it from, you may have gotten it from somebody who, you know, went, I have a story I'll tell later, but you, you may have gotten it from somebody who had a collection when they were a kid and they got them in the seventies or something. So, you know, that the Jose Cruz autograph is, is from that time period, but it's just, you know, it, it's, it's so neat to be able to have them. And, um, and then, you know, you have the authentication of them and, and who's, who's authenticating them um, and how you get them authenticated. But I know you wanted to talk about, and I, I did too, the beginning of all this, how did this all kind of start? Cause I don't think that autographing baseball cards was in the mind of, of a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. When we were kids, when you and I were, George and I are, are like pretty close, like being near exactly the same age. But when we were collecting in the eighties, you didn't get old vintage cards signed. If, if Mickey Mantle was at a show, if Joe DiMaggio was at a show, they weren't getting card signed predominantly. That was akin to ruining the card. You don't do that. It defaces the card. It does, you know, there was a, a huge uh, faux pas, you know, to get your uh, card signed. Do you remember it being that way? I certainly do, but. I do. Absolutely. And for me, the on-card auto uh, idea became, um, I think back to when I originally started collecting autographs and what my, my intuitive self, my 10 year old self, when we were going to spring training here in Phoenix, the closest team were the Brewers and they trained up the street and my grandfather would come out here and he'd take me out there uh, beginning in February. And so intuitively I collected my baseball cards and went out there with a ballpoint pen, not a Sharpie. And I had them sign the baseball cards. And some of those I have here, here's an 83 Donruss Robin Yount that's autographed 83 tops Raleigh fingers. It's hard to see the autographs because they're in ballpoint pen. I remember exactly where I was. This Paul Molitor, he was in the batting cage, and you could go right up to the batting cage and stuff your card through the batting cage, and he'd sign, <laughs> he signed this. And I was 10 years old in 1982. And so, uh, and then later on, like in 85, here's a, you you remember this guy, Alvin I Davis, yeah, rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he put on here PTL, and it took me a little while to figure that out. Praise the Lord. Nice. He was a religious guy. So um, this is my intuitive self at 10 years old was, well, gosh, get the baseball cards signed. The baseball cards are what's important. And I just pulled them out of the packs, you know, and did that. Uh, and then I'd go to the card shop and I'd be. Who were probably 30 to 60 years old. And they said, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're ruining the cards. I mean, thank God it's not like an old card, you know? And they said, if you really want it to be worth something, and I looked around, they're like, get it signed on an official ball. 
an official major league or national league ball or whatever, or an eight by 10. And so then I started to do that later. Um, and that was, you know, now things have changed, but that that's the way I remember it being that, that cards were not, I, even though I intuitively wanted to get them signed and I did, but they, they, it was, it changed. And once I, once I wanted to follow the crowd, and I became like a teenager, like 13. I would bring a bunch of baseballs and get those signed. And frankly, a lot of those baseballs are faded now, and the cards are not. I'm telling you, we didn't rehearse this, but I did the same thing with the Rangers as a kid. I have an 86 Tops Odomi McDowell signed in all in ballpoint pen because Arizona State, Arizona State All American. There you go. Uh, Gino Petrali, Steve Bouchelle, you know. Dave Hostetler. I have all these cards in a binder in my closet right over here from when I was a kid and I would take them to games and get them to sign them. I, I thought it was cool to get my card signed. Like that's what I wanted signed. I didn't want a big eight by 10 or not that I didn't like it, but I couldn't afford baseballs to buy a ball, uh, you know, for all, you know, to have one guy on each thing. I had, I had several multi-sign balls when I was a kid. Uh, those have long been lost somewhere in multiple moves or whatever, but I did do that. Um, but the, I think that's what, because right now it is the rage signed hall of fame rookies. You know, everybody wants them. They're very popular. I get it. I, I think they're awesome, but I think it's speak especially of the older guys. The idea is they're, probably a little more rare because of that phenomenon of people not wanting to deface the card and didn't do it. It shows they could, you know, how many, you know, 52 mantles could be signed if people thought differently back when mantle was doing the show circuit or Ted Williams cards or, you know, uh, Willie Mays, those are hard to find now and quite pricey. And and to just piggyback on that, and we're going to be, we're kind of jumping all over the place here, you know, not really going in chronological order, but speaking of that, um, I'm doing a show not too long ago and there's a gentleman that comes up and he always has good stuff. And he came up to me and, and he was interested in a few of the cards that I had in my case. And he had a Mickey Mantle sign ball and it was, it was a nice sign ball. It was a little yellowed. Uh, it had a PSA DNA sticker on it and it matched up with the number. And, uh, and he says, what will you give me for this? And the number I gave him offended him. And then I said, I'm actually going to can give you less in, you know, I'll, I'll give you less cash, but I'll give you more trade. And I, and he said, well, why, why is it, why is it so low? And it was somewhere around like 350 to $500, like in that range. And I said, well, those mantle balls are so plentiful now. I said, man, if that was on a 1960 tops card or a 65 tops card or a fifties card, that thing would be worth like two, three, three times that at least, right. you know, like two grand maybe. Um, and, but there are so many of the baseballs out there and the eight by tens that are autographed that we, we couldn't afford as kids to, to go and spend $15 on a ball, official major league ball. I couldn't, I, I was, I remember I got Rod Cruz autographed on an eight by 10. I spent $10 on the eight by 10. I was like, man, you know how many packs I could have bought in for that? Right. I could have picked up. Right. So yeah, as a kid, I mean, I already had the cards, so it was just easier to pull them out of my back pocket and have Yount sign it or Mahler or, or Alan Davis or whoever. But in regard to the baseballs and uh, you know, it's sad, but you know, think about like a, an even earlier player than, um, than, than, than Mickey Mantle, like a Joe DiMaggio or Ted Williams. 
Um, and I know, Mike, you have a beautiful 60 Fleer Ted Williams that's autographed. And it's like, that is such a hard thing to find, a Ted Williams playing days card autographed versus there are how many, a million Ted Williams balls signed? Because right. he was on the circuit in the 80s along with the yeah. manager and those guys. So, yeah, there's there's a rarity there. But I, you mentioned Mantle, and I was like, I had to tell this guy was deflated that I didn't offer him more for this ball. This ball's worth $1,000. I don't think – I mean, to somebody it might be. Right. But, but not not if it was on, if it was on a beat up baseball card, it'd be worth more. Right. Even if the card was beat up. And well, when do you think that George, when did that shift start happening? When did people start realizing, you know what? These signed cards are pretty great. I think that uh well, first of all, just like grading cards, PSA had a ton to do with this, and SGC did when they were grading, and Beckett did too. Uh, because now you had somebody to go to to say, um, this is like a 54 Bowman Larry Doby. Yeah, Larry Doby, we, we think Larry Doby signed that. Um, so you had that um, that opinion. When did it start? Um, I got back into buying cards and slab cards in like 06-ish. But this probably didn't start coming around until about five years ago, I think. Um, I would agree. I would agree but, with that. Yeah, and then I think, like like a lot of things during COVID though, the the amount of money that people would pay for a card like this just, I mean, it went up like four x even more. Um, and to give you a specific example of a nice card here, and they're all nice cards. They're all beautiful cards. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Rock says all cards are beautiful. Lou, that's for you. This is a Hank sixty Hank Aaron, and yep. it's authentic. And I think I picked this card up for somewhere around three hundred dollars about five, five years ago, five, six years ago. But now, boy, they go for far more. Is Hank Aaron's autograph rare? No. But is it on a 1960 card? Hard to find. Very hard. That's, that's the thing, right? It it makes the card that's not rare in and of itself, the 54 Bowman Larry Doby that you showed, not a rare card. No. Cool card, no doubt. But signed? Now you're talking. I, I My oldest uh signed cards i've got a few 52s there's a 52 bowman robin roberts mm -hmm. i mean how great does that look with a nice blue sharpie on it you know uh it just here's a 52 tops bob feller signed. bob feller signed everything right there are more cards and baseballs not uh signed by bob feller than are not signed. right but here's a 52 tops of his that's signed i mean that's pretty awesome. I love the 52 tops when they're signed, by the way. I've got a Johnny Mize here on a 52. Um, Red Sheen Dinks. I think I'm going to join the parade. Yeah, here's go a, ahead. Here's a 52 Monty Irvin. Yeah, I love that. And love Monty that. Irvin will always, not always, but always often signs up the side. Yeah. Like that. Here's a 53 Bowman Color Bob Feller. Again, Bob Feller signed everything. But this card signed is actually worth way more value is worth way more than the card itself. It, Absolutely. We finally have a hobby that recognizes that a signed vintage card has more value than the vintage card alone. Yeah, and you marry and I think that it's genius for them to like the idea of marrying these two together. And then it also created that rarity that we discussed because People weren't doing this at these shows in the 80s when Mantle and DiMaggio and Williams were signing, re signing readily. 
because it would ruin the card, like we said. I mean, there's a story, and I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was a, a member of the media, and he was sitting with Henry Aaron at a game a couple – then this is, you know, like 25 years ago. And and he, he got he's sitting next to Henry Aaron talking to him. He was a reporter in, in, in Atlanta or something like that, and he had – he pulled out two rookie cards and he said, I want you to sign these, Mr. Aaron. And Hank just laughed at him and said, it's going to ruin the cards. I don't know what you're doing, but it's going to ruin the cards. And the guy insisted and he signed them. And so that's just kind of an example. Even the ball players themselves knew that, that they shouldn't, they shouldn't do that. Even yeah, though later on we would find out that they should have. They're would prefer. thinking, oh, what a sucker, you know, yeah. this guy's an idiot, you know, no, he, he was a genius, right? It's like, Time proved that they were actually pretty smart. Um, 53 tops look great signed. Here's a Johnny Mize. Mm -hmm. um, and so these are things that I've been adding to my collection for a long time now, honestly, way before it was cool to do it. And the, the good thing is, is that the hobbies caught on, which when anything becomes more popular, people bring them to shows more. They might've just left, all those back at their house, you know, five, 10 years ago. Now the showcases are, are, have a lot more in there. Um, I got to tell this story. I think I've maybe told it before, but this is a 54 Bowman Phil Rizzuto signed. Uh, I sent it in to get slabbed only because I wanted to preserve the card. The card came back a three. I got this dual serviced, which is where they grade both the card and the autograph. Uh, the auto's an eight, the card's a three, but beautiful Phil Rizzuto, ballpoint pen, actually. And this card is one of my most special cards because it was the one that, as my dad was working with players uh, in the booth, working games back when I was a kid, Phil Rizzuto was the Yankees announcer, right? So when the Yankees came in town, Phil Rizzuto was there, the old scooter, and my dad went to the card shop. I, I had no idea he did this. He probably walked in there. He knows nothing about cards. And he probably said, I need a Phil Rizzuto card. Do you have any? And he sold him this beautiful 54 Bowman card number one. And he got this signed. This was probably 80, mid 80s, late 80s at the latest. And so I know where this came. I, I wasn't worried about the authenticity. I slabbed it to preserve the card and keep it, you know, kind of freeze it in time in terms of condition. But uh, that's one of those that I've had. The, I have this. I have a couple of Reggie Jacksons. I have Harmon Killebrews, Al Kalines, Brooks Robinson cards that my dad took and got signed by these players at the ballpark up in the booth. And like I, I cherish those. I absolutely love them. So yeah, I and that started early. I was started really early. Yeah, that, that's the thing is these, these stories. Like when I was showing you, like, and here's the, the best of the ones, like the gown. I got it. It's a better one. I got it slabbed. I mean, I can tell you where I was. I mean, he was getting in his car, and he was had, he had just come off um, he had just come off an MVP season in '82, and he was and he was being mobbed. and uh, And I can remember exactly what was going on and where I was at. Um, you know, there's like here's a '59 Brooks Robinson that I had. Now this is as an adult, and this '59 Robinson I, I got the auto graded and it graded a ten because it was signed recently. But I, this is my childhood Brooks Robinson. And so I held on to the card all these years, you know, and then I just decided, well, I'll, I'll send him this as a TTM, you know. And so it's really since about 1983, it's only been in my hands 
or Brooks Robinson's hands. You kind of know these PSA's hands. PSA's hands. Uh, well, that's true. That's true. And they didn't they didn't they didn't destroy it either, you know, that's like good. They have a habit of sometimes doing. You know what's funny is when you talk about that. I think it brings people are saying, well, how do I do that? If I wanted to do this now, is it too late to get in that game? I, I would say no, um, because you can still TTM a lot of these players, especially the guys that played in the 70s and the 80s. You can send off cards. If you were to ask a player, I mean, if you asked Andre Dawson, who does, who's a great TTM guy that, you know, hey, when what do you get the most? I bet he's going to say his 1977 tops card, right? And mm -hmm. and cards in general, do you get any more eight by tens or balls? Certainly some, but it's I bet cars cards are twenty to one in terms of what he's asked to sign. Mm -hmm. uh, Wade Boggs, right? Ryan Sandberg. These are all great players that you can get cards signed. Unfortunately, guys like Brooks Robinson, who still signs, but you know he's he's getting older. Willie Mays doesn't sign through them. You know, I'm just saying your windows are shrinking on these mm -hmm. players. Um, I, I have a buddy that works for TriStar at the national every year. It's the, the swell of getting rookie cards graded other cards graded is so much more than eight by tens or helmets or bats or balls. It's unbelievable. The tsunami of people moving towards getting card signed. And there's a lot of reasons for that, I think, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a little diatribe here, but, First of all, they're way easier to store than a bat, a helmet, you know, some larger item that you have to display or, you know, cards are easy to store. They're easy to display. I can see behind you, you've got a couple of displays showing there. Yeah. So it just makes a lot of sense. You know, it's just kind of like, wow, yeah, that's brilliant. Do cards because they're easy. Well, I, I hate to bring up a painful thing for, for Dave Blue Jacket 66, but I can remember in one of his early videos, he showed a room full of 8x10s that he had, and the title of the video was The Incredible Disappearing Autograph. And, and it wasn't that Dave had resigned himself to this because Dave has got the best, one of the best collections, frankly, in the world, I think. But right. So he was going through and, and, and showing all these wonderful autographs of 8x10s that had faded in his, in his room. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and these aren't chumps like Dr. J., Bill Russell, you know, really good, high-quality players, all-timers, and the autographs had kind of disappeared. And it just doesn't – they don't seem to stand the test of time like cards do. Um, and then balls, for example, they fade as well. Um, you know, you, you you probably do better if you found a Jackie Robinson signed baseball card. It's probably going to go more for more than the ball, unless the ball has historical significance or has campy on it or somebody like that. Uh, so these things, you know, you're, you're right. They, they're, they're they're more fungible, easily stored. And it's not just baseball cards. I mean, like, here's an example. Here's a 79 Orioles schedule signed by Eddie Murray and Jim Palmer. And, uh, you know, this, I probably just get this slapped, but it'll be easy to move. It'll be, you know, it's, it's very, it's small. You know, large things are difficult to move. You know, everybody thinks in their office, oh, I got to, I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with this. I see some of yeah, some of the stuff too. We have big posters and stuff, um, but it's just a lot easier to transport, store all these small little diamonds that we have. Yeah, um, I'm just going. Oh, I got a. You'll like this one. 
little Monty Irvin mm. 55 tops. Nice. He always he looked like the plastic man to me in that that swing. Yeah. <laughs> he always looked like he looks like he's really bending like great card. So how do you track or do you track cards you have already signed by a player? I you and I were talking before this about VCP and using that tool. I don't know if you can use that though um, to track these. You can't. Uh, I don't think you can. You yeah. can't slabbed. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty bad about it. I mean, I have a pretty good memory of things, but uh, I'm not doing a very good job of tracking the stuff. Uh, frankly, how do you do it? So I have. I'll actually share my screen. So I'll, I'll describe it with you guys. Um, for those of you just listening on podcast, I'll make sure to do my best, but obviously this will be, this will play better on uh, YouTube because you're going to take a little beer intermission here, Mike. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thanks. It's always allowed. Uh, so I'm going to share my screen here. And so on my master spreadsheet of everything, um, I have a list of, you know, it's by player. Let me make this bigger. So you've got the player and what card. And then is it slabbed and authenticated? If so, by who? Uh, you know, and I've just got everybody from Hank Aaron all the way down to, you know, Carl Yastrzemski or whatever, whoever the, or Yount, Robin Yount probably. Yeah. I think this takes us in, this is really good. I think this takes us into another kind of uh, topic. So you don't have down there, and I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't, you don't have, um, is it dual cert? What's the grade of the card? What's the grade of the auto? Or is it just yeah. authentic? What's the grade of the card or the auto? Do you have that? Yeah, I don't. Because um, It's more of just, do I have it, period? If it's, I don't care, honestly, if it's uh, a beat up card or a, you know, um, that's less important to me. I, if somebody wanted to do that, they wouldn't be wrong. Obviously if they wanted to track more of the different details about each one, but for me, it's just more, do I have it? And so this is a list I will bring with me to the national because there's a lot of these signed cards out there now. And so I want to make sure that if I see an Alan Trammell, for example, you know, okay, I, I have his 80 tops, 81, 82, 83, but I need his 84. So if I saw an 84, I'm trying to get them all, which sounds just so dumb. I get it. People are sitting there going, Mike, you're an idiot. Um, the red ones are actually, if you're seeing the red ones, <laughs> those are cards that I sent off to PSA DNA. They all came back authentic. And then it got lost in the, that submission got lost in the mail on its way back to me. <laughs> so the red is I had it at one time and I need to replace it. And, the, the one that hurts the most is this one right here, the Frank. Yeah, Thompson. that's going to hurt a Frank lot. Robinson, I mean, my Frank Robinson rookie auto. Got, it came back authentic, uh, and I knew it would. It was a good auto, and they lost it. So, yeah, that's a $1,000 card, $800 card. Oh, yeah, yeah, depending on, you know. Sure. And that's the thing, the, the price. So let's, uh, we'll get into pricing in a second, but this is how I track it. And I, I certainly want to try to get as many different Hall of Famers as I can. And then, okay, how many different ones of that particular? Like, I only have one Hal Neuhauser. Um, it happens to be a 55 top. So, 
I just track it on a spreadsheet and mm -hmm. I, and I, cause I don't want to buy them multiple times. Honestly, I really don't. Um, by the way, here's the hell new Hauser that I have. Uh, so it's, it's a question of, for me, I don't want to dupe up because there's so many that I need that I'd rather not have to buy one twice. Yeah. So that's how I track it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm more, uh, I mean, I, I, I deal. So I, I sell autograph cards, slab and unslabbed. And then dare um, sell any unauthenticated autographs. Well, you know, Apparently that's, that's like taboo. So sorry. Well, you tell I, me this. I, I I'm guess. just, I'm just going to, just going to say this. You, you can't get every autograph slabbed. It's not worth the money. It's $25 to get these cards slabbed, right? Right. I mean, I've got a slew of 70s cards here that were signed by, in the 70s, at Jack Murphy Stadium. And I got total, I mean, off the, Chuck Chuck Tanner, 72 Tops, Chuck Tanner. You bought some of these, Mike. I 72 did. Tops, Jose Cruz. I mean, I've got Bill Buckner. I've got Davey Johnson. And, and among these were six, six seven Tom Seavers, um, uh, Ted Williams, 70 Tops, Ted Williams, Carew, Garvey, et cetera. I mean, and at the end of the day, just little diatribe here, you know, it's all an opinion anyway, okay? So it's unless, like, I saw Tom Seaver sign the card, and he was in my presence like this Robin Yount card. I saw him sign it. Um, it's PSA's opinion. And I sent uh, from this collection everything authenticated uh, except for 174 Tom Seaver. Six of the seven Tom Seavers authenticated. This one didn't. And I suspect it was because he is, is the line on the T. He was interrupted when he was making the signature and probably stopped. And some kit by sets. And then he kept going. And they didn't like that. Right. So six of seven authenticated, the whole order authenticated other than one card. But at the end of the day, it's an opinion. I could send this off to Beckett and they, the 74 Seaver, and they might say, you know, Spence might say, this is great. So, you know, you all you can do is just be do the best you can. Um, and I love buying raw autographs. I will take the chance. I bought a, I have a 58 Willie Mays All-Star sitting in the stack of cards that I bought. Um, and I'm willing to take the chance that it's legit. Because it's Willie Mays, and it wasn't cheap. Here's here it is, the 50, 58 All Star Willie Mays. Yeah, and it's an early, it's a late, it's an early '60s signature. But you know, I'm willing to do that. Um, anyway, I, my, my advice to people is: do your do your homework. Buyer beware, right? Just be be a good shopper um, when you're looking for autographs. Don't take anybody's word for it. Um, God, I have a great story that I want to tell, but it's going to be part of a chasing cardboard episode. And I don't, like, I'm like, that'll be on there. But you know, when you're buying autographs, no matter what the story is, the person tells you, unless you, again, unless you were there, you still need to look at the autographs yourself and learn. I mean, I have books literally that I've, that I use as references to help me determine if I'm looking at a raw autograph, is this a legit Hank Aaron or a Willie Mays or whoever, right? It could be Luba Drew or somebody. It doesn't matter. Um, sorry, I'm just going to keep the parade of the parade. Or, uh, Eddie Matthews, 56, is gorgeous. Um, One of the most underrated players, he and Frank Robinson and Warren Spahn. It's like the yeah. all underrated team. Here you go. This is for Reindeer Studios. There's a Don Mossy rookie Love autographed it. in a mint nine. The autograph's a mint nine, not right. the card. The ears are PSA 11. They, uh, 11, no doubt. 
uh, Mazeroski rookie. Like he still signs TTM. You could send a Mazeroski rookie or any Maz card to him and he'll sign it. Nice. Um, that's the cool thing about it. You can still get 50s cards signed by players that played then. Uh, Cepeda, still alive. Here's his 58 All top rookie. Right. I bought this at the National last year, uh, actually. Eight. Um, got some. Oh, here's the one you were talking about earlier. The 60 Fleer Ted Williams. Yes. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, card came back a five, autos a nine. And it's ballpoint pen because this was probably signed in the 80s, mm -hmm. would yeah. be my guess. Beautiful. Um, uh, Nelly Fox, hard auto. Really hard to get him on a card. Uh, mm -hmm. This was not cheap. It's a 60 tops all star. Not like three, four hundred dollars. I think I paid for this. Wow. Just yeah. I wanted one. Tough. And then cheap ones like Jim Cott's rookie is super cheap to get signed. Uh, well, speaking of that, you know, like you had mentioned before, the whole hobby now has caught on. And especially, unfortunately, all the ball players and their agents have caught on as well. And so, you know, you look at the national this year, like if you were to look at the autograph fees, tickets for the national in the last, you know, six years, you will see a change. And yeah, it's autographs have gone up, but then also like, like Reggie Jackson, I noticed that he's wanting something like six, $600 to sign his rookie card, but to sign a world series ticket or a 73 tops card, he wants $175. Still, still a lot of money. Um, certainly. But I mean, like I know Koufax had a private signing where he was, the rookie card was thousands of dollars for him to sign. Right. Um, so the ball players have caught on Tom Brady. You'll see it with Brady, like Brady in Montana. You, you, you look at it. It's like they want a lot of money to sign those rookies. How about that Reggie Jackson? Like there that you one. Um, I mean, you, you used to be able to buy a Reggie autographed rookie card for 300 bucks all day. Um, now that has changed significantly. Uh, and the autograph itself, I mean, I, the, the, card, the card isn't even, you know, that expensive. It's the auto on the card and marrying the two like we've been talking about. Yeah, I've got a dog in the background. Um, these two, I'll, I'll show them together because they're awesome. Uh, Chasing Cardboard, you know, went to Raleigh Finger's house in Las Vegas. And I bought two of his rookies from him, you know. And he's like, yep, I, he actually slabbed him. He sent him in himself to get him <laughs> slabbed. Uh, and he's like, I said, did you worry about the authenticity? I said, I hope not. I signed him right there. Like, I mean, it, it's this funny thing. Uh, and I didn't have one. And I, I ended up buying two from him just because I thought it was so cool to buy them from Raleigh Fingers. Oh, yeah. Know? That's great. I mean, uh, sure. Raleigh Fingers collection. Well, it's like Judge. Clemente's personal collection, and they've done videos on them in, in their SGC. Don Drysdale. Keep going. I'm sorry. I oh, no. I was just, yeah. There's, I mean, I, I have a bunch of cards. Like, here, yeah, here's one from that collection where this, here's Seaver, Boyhood. Uh, yeah. Uh, boyhood Photos of the Stars in Red Ink. Nolan Ryan, rookie. Nice. Here's one that you, um, I asked you about, 73 Rod Carew. Uh, auto and it's a really nice card and it's an old signature it's not it's at least uh signature at least 10 15 years old what did you ask me about that card did i think i just asked you if it was a good deal the guy i mean the guy wanted like nice johnny bench 
Uh, you have a 71 bench. And I have – this auto is a 10. I know you were saying you're not so concerned with that. I, I, tr I am more – I am concerned with the grade of the auto sometimes, depending on who it is. Um, I try to get my cards graded. There is a Carew auto. In a, Rookie, Carew, in a auto 10. A five card, cards of five, autos of 10. Mm -hmm. um, I do like when – I know like BGS doesn't charge extra, but PSA certainly does if you want them to authenticate the card. You, I want it to say 57 tops Frank – you know, Frank Robinson. This is the Frank Robinson rookie, for example. I want it to say the card instead of – I don't like the trading. I have plenty that just say trading card, um, but I, I certainly prefer and will pay more for one that has the card listed on the on the flip. Well, sometimes with the trading card, like on the 71 bench, it says trading card. And right. I looked at the card itself is not a bad copy. And it's it's centered. It looks good. But it'd probably be like a PSA 3. Um, if, if I think the card's legit and it's an older card, I'm fine with buying that because I think I'm kind of getting a bargain. Right. You know, somebody made the mistake of slabbing a, a 69 bench or, you know, 71's a tough issue, 71 Reggie, and they get the auto graded and the card just says trading card, sign me up for that. I'll just get a reholder if I want. But I, I would buy it all day, too. I totally agree with you. Um, mm. 66 tops maze. And, and, and here's an example. We're talking about pricing, if we could talk about that for a second. Yeah. The maze cards, I made a big pickup at the show uh, here in March. I traded some cards. There's a guy wandering around the show, and he's got, and he's a, a dealer before, and he's with his son, and he's got a bunch of Willie Mays autograph cards. He's got a 53 Mays. Um, the card is graded like a two, the auto's a 10. He's got a 72 Mays, cards a four, auto's a 10. All these are auto 10s of Mays, and they're expensive. I mean, expensive. And so I, loving the 1960 set and wanting to pair. Uh, have a, a, a twin for this or a, a Hank Aaron <laughs> for this Hank Aaron. Yeah, he had his P, this PSA two uh, auto ten maze sixty maze, and so it was a deal that like I mean it was a lot of money, not a lot, but I mean you know it was, it was like you know thirteen hundred dollars or so. There was a comma in that, I'm sure. Yeah, this I mean one of these in a nine. Auto nine uh, card was a five sold for like, like suddenly this, I mean, this card was probably a $500 card a couple years ago. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's people are feeling like for whatever, you know, for many reasons that these cards need to be more valued highly. And I know like, for the example, that 66 that you just showed us at 66 maze, I'm sure you picked it up for a song compared to what it's worth now. Uh, bought it at the show two years ago. Oh, okay. That's when they started to really go up, I think. And I paid 800 ish for it. Yeah. A lot. Way more than normal Maze Auto, right? Mm -hmm. Way more. Um, but it was a plain days card. Uh, I love, like, even like Duke Snyder. And um, I, I literally yeah. have hundreds of these. Duke's <laughs> signature is fantastic. Uh, I was going to pull one that I. And there's there's dual cards too, you know. Like I was one of my favorite cards is the '81 Donruss Best Hitters with Brett and Carew, and there was one on eBay, and I was thinking about buying it, and then I didn't. But in a collection I had, I was came across this star, uh, 
84 star uh, Gaz and Brett. Right. It's raw. I'm going to submit it actually, but I mean, it's good. I, I know their signatures. It's, it's good. Uh, and there's other ones online like it anyway. Do you remember the 84 Fleer George Brett Gaylord Perry card? The Pine Tar? Yeah, the Pine Tar card. Yeah, that you put them together. I have that with them both signed on it. Oh, that's great. Like that's you should cool get the there was a there's a Carew Boggs one right yeah uh, how about a '69 tops Nolan Ryan with Miracle Mets inscription on it you know well, well that's interesting that's not you don't see that every day no no I forgot I have a I have a Seaver Ryan '74 strikeout leaders card and I forgot to get it today um, about, uh, there's another there's a '71 Carew in a nice. in a Beckett slab. And Beckett will put the card on there all the time. You don't have to pay extra for that, which is I'm, I'm pretty slab gnostic when it comes to autos. Like I'll take a Beckett authenticated. Like I'm good with that, you know. So do you is are they charging you extra to grade the auto? Um I don't think so. well, there's no auto grade on this. Mm -hmm. Um there is a TriStar sticker on the back. So this was at this was done at a at some show. And yeah. It just says authentic autograph. It doesn't have. I have a lot of a lot of raw autograph stuff that I I know where it comes from, and I feel like it's mostly, if not all, pretty good. But I think I see Spence at shows, and they're, uh, you know, it's not like this PSA rabbit hole you go down. Like at a show, like there was a guy, a dealer I know, who had an Eddie uh, Van Halen album. And the, the guy came by me, wanted to sell me some stuff. I bought a Griffey and a Randy Johnson rookies autograph from him. These were all raw. And he showed me a picture of a Van Halen album autographed by Eddie Van Halen. And I said, well, yeah, do you have that? I'm interested in that. And he says, no, I sold it to this guy. Well, he sold it to a dealer friend of mine who actually took it to Spence immediately. And then they, they put the sticker on it. It was legit. Um, but I feel like Spence does a really good job uh, of getting stuff done at shows. Mike wow. Schmidt, Homer's hits an rbi stat stat card yeah 74 tops mike schmidt like nice. do, you, do you pay more for inscriptions and kind of unique things um is a 74 uh opc steve carlton there you go and a 10 um i i don't know i it depends on the player i don't want it for too many players i did pass on the julia serving rookie a dealer friend of mine hank my best vintage basketball guy I know he and he he was trying to get me to buy a Julius Irving rookie auto um and it had like six inscriptions and he's all about inscriptions and this is like seven years ago and I didn't buy it and uh another another one of the, on the check check mark the, another big mistake yeah uh, so I, it depends on who it is but like Mike Schmidt for sure Nolan Ryan for sure even cards like this, this is one I bought from Raleigh Fingers. He had it himself. He had taken it to the to Cooperstown and got Goose to sign it at Cooperstown. It's the 79 tops leading fireman, you know, yeah. and then he slabbed it. Like, that's just, I love cards like that, especially the multi-sign stuff like you showed. Well, that's, that's like with the Seaver and the Ryan that I yeah. have. From that collection, I had the Seaver. And he had signed it already, and it was in blue ink. I wish I had it here. You could check out my channel. It's on there. But I sent the card to the Nolan Ryan Foundation and put a little arrow where I wanted him to sign it. He signed it, and I sent it to PSA, and they authenticated it. Um, but, yeah, those dual cards are great. Oh, nice. 80 tops Carew. I'm just showing your boy Carew just as many. I know. I, I appreciate it. 
Uh, on another, uh, some of the common cards, not common guys, but oh, nice, Ricky, rookie. And Here's a 75 crazy. mini, Oscar Gamble. Love it. Um, and this is a nice one. 72 tops, rookie cup, Bill Buckner. Nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, here another leaders card for you, Gaylord Perry. 67 strikeout leaders. And again, these aren't slabs, but you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be slabbing them, frankly. Um so what's about uh little Ozzy Smith 81 tops record breaker card, you know? I just love stuff like this. And the cool thing is a lot of the some of this stuff is not expensive. The rookie cards for sure. But I would tell any collector out there, hey, try to find you can find stuff that is not that expensive. I agree. Have, and when ahead. you think about this, like right now, for example, slabs, vintage cards, cards are all going down to some degree. And you think about what it costs to slab the card. Well, these cost 25 bucks. It's 25 bucks. And you'll go to a show and you'll see like an Aussie Smith. For like 45 bucks right I and mean, the slabs 25 and, and if you have a raw card you're, you're taking a risk and, and i mean you might as well just buy the slab card for 40 45 bucks you're right i all mean day. all day and these uh and it's it's not you know bum guys that we're talking about here you know you can get really good good players it might be yow might be you know like you showed uh so it's, I bought last year a Derek Jeter SP foil, you know, 93 SP rookie signed mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not cheap, like multiple thousand dollar card, 2,200. I think I paid. Jeter really keeps his signature close. Like Jordan, you know, like really exactly. It's hard. So I called a buddy. I said, look, what does Jeter charge for a private signing? And he said, oh, it's 16 to 1800. I said, okay. And that's like not, that was before they've really caught on, like you said, in terms of the premiums for rookie cards and stuff like that. And then I said, okay, to authenticate it, it'll be to get it dual. It was already, it was a dual service autograph. So that's 50 to $75 ish. You know, I started doing all the math and it's like, yeah, if I can get this for the right price, I, I, I think it was actually less than what I just said, but not significantly less. Mm -hmm. And I did the math and it was a no brainer. I can get this. I don't, and I don't have to do any of the work. I don't have to go through all the rigmarole to try to, and the, the guy had dozens of. So uh, you, you bought the card already slabbed, already done. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's everything. I'll give you an example. It's, we're not just talking about cards here, but like, it's really, it's unique items. Like I think people are starting to yearn. I love the cards. You love the cards. People yearn to find, Unique items for for ball players to sign, or you know, if it's a program or whatever. I mean, this is just a this is a Papa Gino's pizza, Fred Lynn, right? Autographed by Fred Lynn. But like uh, tickets are another thing, you know. And I thought about this too about the National. This is a 1973 World Series ticket. It's Willie Mays' last hit, and Reggie was the MVP of that series. And it's really cool looking because it's Athletics colors and as you know, the donkey on it and stuff. And I thought maybe I'd send this to the national with a friend of mine, have Reggie sign it, Reggie Jackson, 73 world series MVP and then get it slapped. And then I go online and, and, and first of all, Reggie's autograph is 179 and inscription is like, I think maybe like 75, 80 right. more dollars. 
there's a guy online who has one of these listed, and uh, it's a ticket. It's signed by Reggie. It's already slabbed, and I think he wants three ninety nine. So why? Why? I mean, this is really cool, but why would I go through all this, spend two hundred and seventy bucks, and then send it in to get PSA? And then, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So you have to really assess those things because there's a lot of stuff that's already slabbed out there that's just waiting for you to buy it. Honestly, yeah. um, unless it's something super unique. Uh, that people create, you know, people create all kinds of unique things, getting uh, different things signed, whether it's programs, tickets, Olympic tickets, you know, schedules. Um, but uh, back to the cards, Mike, let me ask you this. What do you think about playing day? Uh, we talk about playing days cards. What do you think about uh, cards that are not playing days, but people that they really don't have any playing days cards? Like, how, do, you, do you collect those like Negro Leaguers, um, things like that? I, I do. Um, so obviously a guy like um, Buck O'Neill, right? Doesn't have any playing days cards. Uh, and so for guys like that. Cause uh, I think that's an area that we forget about. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I'll, like they have some on card, you know, c- certified autographs. Uh, O'Neill has a 2000, and one Fleer Greats of the Game autograph that I have that I have slabbed. I thought I had it in this drawer, but I don't. It's in the other one. Um, pretty much if, if it's a – God, I'm trying to think of a TCMA card or, or something kind of done post-playing days, I still think it's cool, and I will try to pick them up. Uh, I, got, I got a ton of TCMAs from, Blue, from Dave. Blue Jacket sent me mm-hmm. dang near a whole set signed. Uh and those aren't playing days cards, but I love them. The the it's it's the card and the size and the easy storage of it that makes it to me just cool. Yeah, I mean, like for example, front row uh, yeah. had a lot of good stuff in 1992. The Hank Aaron, um, I you know, I do too. I actually have I have one that PSA didn't want to slab. Uh, really. Yeah, you know, you never know. But front row had Roy Campanella. Now, the Campanella autograph from the front row, allegedly, I guess his wife is, I mean, he's he hasn't signed ever since the accident. Here you go. I found one. Here's a 94 front row Rizzuto. Rizzuto. Okay, yeah. And then the Ted Williams stuff, too. Um, Dude, here's a, what do you think about, like... Here's an Aaron, front row Aaron. Yeah. And then here's a, here's a fake, uh, they, they believe, PSA believes, a fake front row Aaron. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. They look, this signature is a little bit bigger and they said that they questionable authenticity on that one. Right. Um, and that's fine. What do you think about a card like, like that? It's a 2004 tops. It's not a base tops card. It's a cracker Jack, but it's Mariona Rivera. And it, I mean, tell me that doesn't look pretty gorgeous, but you know, I, yeah, that's great. I think Mariano. I mean, this, I bought a collection here. Like, and yeah, here's, here's a Mariano. Yeah, on a, on a playing days card as well. These are going to PSA as well. But I mean, Mariano is, I mean, is a Yankee and the only hundred percent guy. I mean, what what are you? I, gonna- I guess I was asking more with the guys that have been around since. You know, there's when there's fifty eight thousand sets every year, and you, you know, I, I am less. I am more likely to push those guys aside and say, "Hey, I'll get them later." Okay. Um, you know, like a guy like here's talking about an eagerly guy, Buck Leonard. Yeah, this is the front I have, row. I have that row card too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is there are not 
you know, tons of these out there. Now, is, are people looking for Buck Leonard? Maybe not. They even know who Buck Leonard is. Maybe, unfortunately, maybe they don't. They should. But I mean, these. You know, I'm looking. I'm trying to look for more rarity. Um, here's one for you. This is. I'll do a video on this. But this is an old time black star satchel page in a ten. The auto is a ten, and I just picked this one up a couple months ago thanks to B Roth. But this, oh, like the old time black stars cards, have gotten a lot of traction, and there are not many of them that are autographed at all. And I know, I think you, I don't know, you're you're looking for one. I think I might know, but I'm looking for my page. It's in another drawer. Yeah. So I mean, and and, and you know, I don't have a page on a playing days card, but I can tell you this: I remember being at a show about six, seven years ago in Long Beach, and somebody had a '53 Satchel Page, and it was autographed by Satchel Page, and the card was like a three, and the auto was an eight, and they wanted a thousand dollars, and I said, "You're out of your mind." The PSA three only goes for, you know, $300 at that time. I said, you're out of your mind. And then now, I mean, that card is, you know, like $3,000. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So I have a Springfield Redbirds satchel page business card signed by satchel page, which of course the back. Yeah. You guys, when that focuses, you should freeze that and read it. Satchel's rules for life. For the good life. For the good life. Yeah. Avoid fried foods. Yep. Never look back. Something might be gaining. <laughs> That's right. Um, go very light on vices such as carrying on in society. The social mm -hmm. ramble just ain't restful. I can just hear him saying, like, Yeah. Just, oh my gosh. Uh, Speaking of that, have, have you seen publicity here? The League? The new uh, show about the Negro Leagues that came out by a, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it came out uh, in theaters and now it's recently and now it's on Amazon, okay, and it's and other platforms, but I think it's like sixteen ninety nine to buy it. I, I, I it's like an hour or no, it's an hour and a half long, but I watched the first maybe like twenty minutes of it. I'm gonna watch the rest maybe tonight um, or tomorrow, but uh, yeah, it's just called the League, and not not the League with the Shiva and the lawyers who were doing fantasy football. That was actually a funny show too. It was. It was a good show. Um, I got well, man, one other one for you. To finish up. What do you want to finish up with? Well, well I just want to show you one more card. Here's uh, this is Levon Pepper Pear from Liga Liga. Their own Gina Davis's character is based on Levon Pepper Pear. Of course, there's no cards of Levon, so this is what you get. Uh, and this is from a collection that you know, I, a couple of them actually. So, like you know, these things. I think I love the on-card autos, but you really have to start thinking. If you can't, if you really want an auto and you can't find that person, you may have to go with a third party uh, card or something like that. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It, it's just, again, buying what you like. You and I obviously have a tremendous passion for these. Uh, we've built collections on these. I know other guys that love it as well and trying to do runs of players and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's definitely a, a niche in the hobby that is growing. I think it's continuing to grow. I think it's getting even more popular because it's different, you know, because it is a little bit more rare and unique and special. So, yeah. And I think it's a lot of the guys that are our age um, who were, who were essentially kind of duped by the older card owners, card store owners, uh, because our, 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 in our hearts, we carried our baseball cards around and we wanted to get them signed by the guys um, because that's what we had. We opened the packs and we carried the cards with us and, and we wanted to get them signed. And, and, you know, it's like, that's what creates meaning. And so for our whole generation, 
And there's a lot of people in the 90s and early 2000s, too, that were collecting and going to the ballpark and getting their, their cards signed. And I think it's it's that connection between the ball player, like you mentioned, Mike, the ball player and you. It's it's not some generic baseball that you just picked up at the team shop. It's your baseball card. Now, in your dad's case, when he bought the Rizzuto, he was just looking for something for his son that was unique and not just a ball. But like in, in this case, like you have your baseball cards, and for a young kid to take his, you know, Mike Trout to the ballpark and have Mike Trout sign the card. I mean, I think that that's just something that, that transcends generations in a lot of ways. Um, a lot more personal than just having somebody sign an eight by 10 that somebody else took. I mean, if the kid opened this pack of 20, you know, 2022 heritage or whatever, and pulled that trout neck and then in 2023 at spring training, you got the Mike to sign it. Be great. So, I mean, yeah. these things I think are really, that, that that's part of this attraction to the cards that now, thank God, it's not defacing him anymore. And we have these things we love, the baseball cards, layered with this awesome autograph. Love it. Well, George, as always, wonderful discussion. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, thank you for having me and uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you. This has been a great topic. I think you get a, a free Slurpee or something next time you're on the show. So, As long as I get the Slurpee coin underneath on the bottom, I'm fine with it. Don't get those signed. They wouldn't look very good, I don't think. But um, thanks again, George. Thanks, everybody out there. Uh, again, would love to see you at the National. Would love to shake your hand, say hello. Please please stop me if you see me. We'll talk to you guys soon. Won't be a show next week because of the National, but after that, we'll get back rolling. Everybody uh, have a great week. Keep collecting.